Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. Provided by Riley. <laughs> exactly. That's a new feature here at Free Talk Live. The manual echo. Yeah. The manual echo. Echo. Versus the uh, the board run echo or the computer generated echo. We got to do a manual in here at Free Talk Live. Live. <laughs> Filling in for you on the echo there. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I got your back, brother. Perfect. Uh, it is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you would like to call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. You can talk about stuff we're talking about. Talk about stuff we talked about in the past. Talk about stuff we'll talk about in the future. I don't know how you'd do that, but, you know, whatever. Maybe you're clairvoyant. Maybe you're a time traveler. Who knows? The telephone number, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself. The authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, LLC. <sighs> wow. Joining me. Riley. Kahuna. All right. Uh, that, that's the crew. That's what you get tonight. You get, you get us. <laughs> that's right. You get us. We're here to. We're here to take over the airwaves on a Sunday after Sunday three whole hours. Sunday evening to give you your sermon of liberty tonight. So make sure you tune in and make sure you stay tuned because we're gonna give you a sermon of liberty. Uh Captain's Log, start date zero two one eight two zero two four. I think we've covered the things, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Right. Yeah, you've given the number, you right. covered the things. I All think right. we good. said said who we are, introduced yep. the host. Yep. Yep. Okay. This is uh, Radio One Hundred One. Uh, believe it or not, I've been doing this for some time. If you if you're just tuning in, you might detect a hint of sarcasm, uh, but it's only a hint. Just a hint. We don't want to really give them all the sarcasm tonight. Uh, well, it depends on on my mood, really. I guess it does, doesn't it? Sometimes I'm way more sarcastic than other times. Right. Like right then, that was purposefully sarcastic. <laughs> Um, I do want to talk about, like, Sundays is usually, you know, we take things pretty light, and uh, later on in the show, we do have a, a number two story. Excellent. As, mm-hmm. as we like to have My here on the, on the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live, but uh, we have something uh, that may or may not be more serious. Um, it's at least a serious topic. Uh, this from, and I just found out about this today myself, but um, I found Zero Hedge had posted uh, an article about it. Uh, FCC around and find out. <laughs> I'm substituting FCC for a cuss word because I can't say that on the air. FCC around and find out. Truckers warn loads to New York City will be rejected starting Monday. How long is this protest going to go on? Is the article going to say? I I don't recall if it's if it has a timing. And I think like this article kind of makes it sound like it might still be slightly disorganized. 
You know what I mean? Or or at least they're still looking for more truckers to jump on. Like, the truckers have been networking. Yeah. They've been trying to get truckers to, like, you know, hey, do you support this? Okay, yeah. well, then let's not go to New York City. Don't take any, any jobs, any trips to, to New York City for this protest. But um, And, again, I just found out about this today. It's been trending, apparently, on uh, the thing formerly known as Twitter. Yep. Um, that's just boycott New York. Uh, and so if you, they, they show you some trends, like Google search trends for boycott, trucker boycott, boycott New York. Uh, and you can see that it started out, you know, uh, you know, very low and then it's Mm -hmm. increased over, over the period of time. Uh, and so it looks like, and this chart doesn't really give me much numerically to tell you, like how many people. The scale though, I mean, it's really exploded in the last, I don't know, a few days, week. That's what uh, it looks like. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like from what you're telling me, it's a popular, getting more and more popular. But you know, the, the Canadian trucker protest is really quite popular. But the American one, that was a flop. This was a horrible yeah, flop. It, they were it did kind of glad-handing it, politicians. It's just so stupid. I mean, it's kind of ironic, you know, land of the free, home of the brave, and you, you'd think that they would sort of. You know, if, if you know, throw what, what their cause on the White House is, lawn the, or something the, yeah, like the that. This, but no, the articles they, written, they, they were just glad-handing yeah. politicians. Yep, like they're, exactly. oh, you're your, oh, you're our best friends, politicians. Come, we'll, we'll be your best friends. We'll just, no, it's stupid. <laughs> Don't be best friends with these these psychopaths. This is a trick that politicians uh, play on the people frequently, and I, I actually blame it on the people themselves. Why do I say that? Well, let me explain. There's this thing that people have when it comes to, you know, um, movie stars, rock stars, television stars, right? This this brush with fame, right? Yeah. This, oh, yeah. This, oh, I got to meet so-and-so, right? They get, uh, they get starstruck. They get enamored. They get, uh, I don't know what the right, you know, fanboy, right? or whatever the, the term is. Um, they become enamored. And so that's how the former U.S. trucker protest fizzled because mm-hmm. all of a sudden the people who were i don't want to say in charge but like the the popular people the the leaders if you will uh, of the trucker protest were you know invited by politicians mm-hmm. to hey come you know let's sit down let's see you know, oh yeah you're on tv with me look shake my hand everybody's gonna take your photo right that kind of a thing they 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 killed them with this star truck starstruck uh you know brush with fame kind of thing like oh we've really made an impact we've gotten the attention of of the politicians and so now you know they shook our hand and we got photos taken of them and so now I, I guess the protest isn't very important that's what it felt yeah, like to me anyway. exactly yep so this is new though this is supposedly going to start Monday which is weird because Monday's a bank holiday that's mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think President's Day or something like that when, yeah yeah when but, I first read the read the headline. I thought the rejection was going to happen on the receiving end. I was like, how are they going to do that? But I guess what it means is they're going to uh, sort of reject taking a a load or a a shipment to New York City. Right, yeah. So if you're a trucker, uh, well, we'll just start into the article here. It says, uh, this is an interview with a guy. It says, I'm a trucker and I stand with the boycott. Time to show the corrupt we run this country, not them, one ex-user said. And then there's a picture of a guy named Patrick. He sent out a tweet. Uh, that says, uh, oh, exactly that. That was from him. Uh, and he's got, you know, three and a half thousand likes by the time they posted this, 
this picture in the article. Besides New York City, truckers on X also call for drivers to boycott liberal cities. Um, like, I mean, pick one, right? I mean, New York City would be definitely one of them. Yeah. Los Angeles would be another. Yeah. San Francisco. Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your former home captain. I mean, yeah. these these leftist liberal cities always have problems with people who think that government is going to be the solution. It never is. It never is the solution. So, you know, I can understand the displeasure that these people must feel. But really, this could be... I'm trying to think differently here on this, but this could also backfire on them because, you know, these truckers are going to disrupt flows to liberal cities, but yet the liberals and maybe the companies hiring them, the truckers, might think you're fired now. Might say now that you're now that you protested, you're fired. Uh, mm-hmm. That that is a risk with well any kind of activism, right? Uh, even just like mm-hmm. doing this radio That's show, right. for example. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we take a risk of of that kind of a thing. Just by speaking into a microphone, which shouldn't happen in the land of the free. This should not be a risk. No employer should consider my employment uh, yes or no based on the fact that I host this radio show. It just shouldn't be. Nor should any employer, uh, you know, make any decisions based on whether or not somebody participated in a protest. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, these things happen. It still happens. I mean, crap, nepotism still happens, right? Like, you know what I mean? People hire their friends and their family. They don't, you know, they don't hire like the most qualified guy. Like, oh, little Jimmy needs a job. Hey, Captain, will you give little Jimmy a job? You know, we're friends, we're pals. You know, he needs the work. Okay. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. Yeah. So, and it also definitely is that way in the real world. A lot of times, too, is like, you know, the, the last job I had working at a supplement company. I mean, I kind of knew the founders, and the founders knew my parents, so it made it easier to get a foot in the door. Yeah. But now that I've left that company, I'm trying to find work. I don't have the connections I did, and it's really a lot more frustrating to find work. So I can understand the the need to network with people that you know, and nepotism, unfortunately, is that foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I mean, in an actual free society, none of that would matter, right? right? Yeah. There's just been all this, like, legislation about, like... You know uh, who you can and can't hire, and why mm-hmm. you can and can't hire, and uh, you know all sorts of regulations and laws regarding uh, what an employer can and can't do, including minimum wage. Yeah. You know, like you can't hire somebody for less than this. Well, what if you find somebody that agrees to work for less than that? And it purports to um, somehow make people more equal, or you know, some some flavor of that when right. in fact it does the opposite so yeah um it's very, it's very confusing it actually grants so, favoritism right exactly yeah. um so besides new york city truckers on twitter call for drivers to boycott other liberal cities i they don't come right out and say it but because of the um uh, this article has a very sort of trump leaning mm-hmm. to it i'm assuming that this is in response to Whatever the ruling was about Trump, they they were like, hey, you and your business have to pay some millions of dollars for something or another. Uh, this seems to me to be in response to that. I am surprised that they're going to start this on Monday, a bank holiday, when, like, I mean, sure, goods ship on holidays, right? Uh, but, like, it just seems weird to, like, have it start on the bank holiday. Yeah, it does seem I wonder if weird. there's a strategic reason for that. I mean... I mean, it's President's Day. Um, I'm not sure if 
that was by choice, you know, sort of a symbolic thing. I can't, yeah. I can't really directly connect it, but maybe that would be the that would be the only way. Like if these yeah. you know, these folks are like, well, the, the election was stolen and it's really right. Trump's or whatever, yeah. right? President's Day does make sense for that if that's their reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the the Trumpites out there really are still holding on to this idea that the election was stolen and they got to get their country back. And the Democrats have been saying that for four years during the Trump's term, so it's really just a toss back and forth between the two wings of the same bs political bird yeah and what's even more disappointing again going back to the people is um (laughs) how is it that the two top running candidates are the same two top running candidates a a senile (laughs) Mm -hmm. old pedophile and and a senile old pedophile pedophile. yeah i I don't America, you've got problems. Oh, of course we do. We're all broken, Captain. Don't you know that we're all broken? We, we're we so broken right now. The empire's collapsing. It's time to celebrate the empire collapse, I say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. Exactly. Right, it's it. party time. Uh, so there's another uh, post uh, from the real trucker Jake on Twitter. Says what this country needs is a good old fashioned trucker boycott of Democrat run cities. The left needs to be reminded of who really runs this country. And then there's a picture of I assume it's this guy, uh, and he memed himself. It says, I am a hazmat trucker and I only deliver to red states. FCC Joe Biden. Except, you know, FCC is Let's yeah, go, right. Brandon. Yeah. The, I mean the sad thing is I mean I, I know where he's coming from. When he says, you know, who really runs this country. Yeah. But he's not right. I'm sorry. I mean, they don't run this country. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they, really don't. they don't. They, they distribute this country. They, they distribute it. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they do play a very vital role. And there's no doubt about it. They can be very disruptive by not, not delivering. But they don't run this country, man. They just don't. I mean, they certainly have... The ability, given enough quantity right. of participation, to uh, bring the country to a halt. Yes, absolutely. Right? Absolutely, they do. Yeah. I mean, they could yeah. bring a halt but, to all but, the goods, but, but but like Kahuna's saying, they don't run the country in the but, sense that they don't run the government and things like that. Yeah, I mean, and play this out, right? So, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, they have these owner-operator truckers, right? So they sort of. They own the truck or they own the business. They're sort of their own person, which is right. great. It's fantastic. Yeah, independent contractors. But I got to believe that a lot of them are not. So they're working for, you know, I'll just pick a company. J.B. Hunt is the one I see on the road all the time. Yep. And there's others. I'm yep. not picking in that company. But I think these these drivers are, are not owning the company. And so what are they going to do? I mean, are they going to say to that company, nope, sorry, boss, I'm not delivering to pick a city. Right, and the boss man says, "Well, you know what? I can find another, another guy that will." And you know, you you can't bring your cause or your politics to work. That sort of thing. Uh, the article continues. Uh, liberals laugh at the thought of a trucker boycott of New York City. A few years ago, a trucker boycott brought the state of Colorado to its knees. Is that? accurate i don't remember that happening i don't remember that happening either brought it to its knees like i i might vaguely remember a protest but i don't remember you know people going colorado's been brought to its knees these writers i mean they just especially with zero hedge i think zero hedge has a certain bent yeah yeah well i don't know if this was uh sourced from elsewhere i just happened to find the article on zero hedge uh, because it seemed to have more detail than the other one that I happened upon. 
Um, the this quote continues: "Mega patriots make this country run. Liberals make our coffee." <laughs> well, that that, liberals, is, that is that is kind of funny. Yeah, that is that is funny. It, it is liberals, kind of funny. liberals do make coffee, but they don't know how to they don't know how to source the coffee. They just know how to put that stuff in a. But, cup and give it to you they like to talk about all the fancy uh origins of the coffee but they don't actually know how to grow it right (laughs) oh my favorite an infographic you guys know what an infographic is i have no idea it kind of uh i mean my own words it kind of it kind of kind of dumbs down it kind of dumbs down concepts into a picture basically that's that's the way i would describe it 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 gives you like bullet points so that's why it'd be worthless to me So this one, right, exactly. this one says, you know, it's got a picture of some semi trucks and it says if trucks stopped and it said in the first 24 hours, delivery of medical supplies to the affected area will cease. Hospitals will run out of basic supplies such as syringes. And that's already happening, by the way. Service stations will begin to run out of fuel. Manufacturers using just in time manufacturing will develop component shortages. U.S. mail and other package delivery will cease within one day. Food shortages will begin to develop, and uh, fuel availability and delivery will dwindle, leading to skyrocketing gas prices and long lines at the gas pumps. Yeah, this this is a good test for preppers. I mean, you know, I think to the extent the system's stress and this does happen, you can see how prepared you are. Yeah, Yeah, if you're in NYC, oh, man. (laughs) And right now, I'm not a very good prepper. I've moved twice already, so I've I've got to get my preps going. Well, that just means you're more prepped to move again. <laughs> You've got lots right. of experience yeah, now. I, I've got lots of experience. I know how to move, at least. That's right. <laughs> and my and most of my stuff's still not most of it, but half of it is still in boxes. So you know, uh, well, you're, you're halfway yeah, there. I'm yeah. halfway there, man. I'm ready to, I'm ready to move if I have to. <laughs> Utah, here I come. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm not going back to Utah. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love my family, and I, I'd love to be there again. But you know, here, here I want to make home, and I. I really like the idea that, um, you know, my history is one where I have, you know, multiple sets of parents, foster parents, uh, step parents, all that kind of stuff. So I really like the idea of choosing your own family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can see that. Uh, And, uh, you know, hopefully that idea catches on because we live in a time now where you can choose your tribe. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. You're, you're not confined to like. Oh well, I was born in this city, mm-hmm. and you or, know, or I, really know I these was people. raised in this church. I have to stay in this church, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or oh, my dad's heard this business, so I got to like run my dad's business when he dies, or whatever. You know, like those things aren't bad. Like if those are things you choose to do, sure. But you also have the ability to choose the people that you associate mm-hmm. with. Yep. You know, and choosing your own tribe has a whole lot of power, in my opinion. Oh, At yeah. any rate. So that was uh, 24 hours, right? Uh, delivery medical supplies, hospitals, going to run out of basic stuff. Gas prices are going to go up or they're going to run out. Um, this this bit about the just-in-time manufacturing, if you don't know what that is, that's sort of like on-demand manufacturing, right? It doesn't yeah. get made until you order it. It's like Yeah, nobody wants to hold inventory anymore. Right. And so that, to me, is the most susceptible, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um so between two to three days, if should this protest last two to three days, uh, food shortages will escalate, especially in the face of hoarding and consumer panic. Dare I ask if the toilet paper uh, yeah. run will, will resurrect itself? <laughs> and hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember that. I'm hearing about that. Better, and, and, and make sure you go and, and stock up with like 86 gallons of milk, even though you have no place to put them. <laughs> In, uh, so in Seattle, Washington, whenever they have a, a call for snow, 
Yeah. Right. Uh, everybody treats it like it's the end of the world. Right. They they run, they buy out all the bread, all the milk, yeah. all the bottled Eggs, water, yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then it snows and it melts like the next day. <laughs> and like nothing happened. And now people have all this extra stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And they don't like manage it in such a way that they have it for the next time they call for snow. Of course they'll, not. They'll go through it and consume it. And yeah. then the next time they call for snow, the next year probably, mm-hmm. uh, they'll just repeat the process. Exactly. Because. We learn from the past that people seldom learn from the past. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, people don't pay attention to what our ancestors did, so they forget about it. They just think, oh, I don't need that anymore. We have technology. Well, one day you're gonna, your, your technology is going to absolutely fail on you, and you've got to do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> All right, so two to three days, food shortages will escalate, especially in the face of hoarding and consumer panic. Supplies of essentials, such as bottled water, powdered milk, canned meat at major retailers will disappear. ATMs will run out of cash, and banks will be unable to process transactions. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Uh, (laughs) Service stations will completely run out of fuel for autos and trucks. Garbage will start piling up in urban and suburban areas. Container ships will sit idle in ports, and rail transport will be disrupted eventually coming to a standstill. So that's they're predicting that in, Mm -hmm. you know, within three days. Yeah. Um, Like, we saw... And I don't know, did it ever get resolved? I remember we reported on, you know, ships sort of clogging up in California, waiting in queue to get to port because they didn't have enough people to offload the goods. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I haven't heard anything about that. I don't know. That was like, I mean, that was sitting out there like uh, maybe two, or, th- two during, or three years ago. Yeah. During yeah. the COVID stuff. During yeah. the COVID yeah. era. And so they tried to reroute some of those ships down to like Florida and Florida themselves was like, yeah. hey, we're open. Yep. Hey, over here, exactly. we've got a bunch of people that'll mm-hmm. work and we'll yep. offload this stuff. Send your ships our way. Yep. So I don't know whatever became of that, but it seemed like a good idea. Uh, so then they go on to say, within the first week then, so uh, we started with 24 hours and then two to three days, and now uh, we're into the first week of what might happen. Automobile travel will cease due to lack of fuel, and hospitals will begin to exhaust oxygen supplies. Within the second week, the nation's clean water supply will begin to run dry. I don't know how they can say that if it's just a protest against New York City. Yeah. It's not like the New York City is supplying the nation I'm, with I'm water. Guessing, I'm guessing what they're trying to tell you here, to tell you the the the, the scope of a, a major truck cr- trucker protest, is this is going to happen across the nation. Yeah. So well, I guess what they're trying to say is New York could experience some of this if this protest continues for a long period of time, which I don't think it's going to be that effective, this little trucker protest. That's just my opinion. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, and yeah. then up to the fourth week now here in the infographic, uh, the nation will exhaust its clean water supply and illnesses will increase further taxing an already weakened health care system. Uh, and that's just from the infographic. There's a little bit more to the story, and we'll get to that coming up here on Free Talk Live. We still have our number two story to get to. And then uh, if we have time, I've got a follow-up on... Well, something the FBI did that I was like, this shouldn't happen, this should never happen, uh, it shouldn't happen in the United States, and it did happen, and so now there's some follow-up from that. We'll find out more. Stick around. 603-283-6160. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. 
danpilla.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA News Update. Ukrainian President Zelensky says looking at Europe right now reminds him of the way Ukraine was 10 years ago. In 2014, our people were not ready for, for, for the war, for the quick occupation of Crimea, part of Donbass. During a CNN foreign policy panel, he said it's the reason why Ukraine must continue to receive war support from Western nations, including the U.S. He says he does not believe Russia will stop at Ukraine. In Washington, U.S. lawmakers continue working out how much foreign aid to send. Two U.S. soldiers killed in a drone attack in Jordan are being buried in their home state of Georgia this weekend. 24-year-old Sergeant Kennedy Sanders and 23-year-old Sergeant Brianna Moffat were among three U.S. soldiers killed in the attack at a base in Jordan on January 20. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810. 800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
the echo there, Kahuna. Yeah. Oh, that was Kahuna? That yeah. was, no, yeah. I, I wasn't watching. I was listening. Well, yeah, well done. Well done, well done dude. <laughs> you got it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Riley. Kahuna. Uh, we've been talking about, I'm going to say, a potential, or at least it appears to be an organized boycott of New York City by truckers. Uh, this article hasn't come right out and stated it. But uh, during the break, we were able to consult the magic rectangle, and it appears as though this is a, sort of a, a backlash against the case against Trump yep. that was uh, heard by a New York judge uh, where they uh, said he owes 300 and something million. $355 million plus interest. Wow. Plus interest. Plus interest. And tell you, with interest rates the way they are now? That's not a rounding error. How come when you file your taxes, you don't get your refund plus interest? They've held on to the money the whole time. Oh, yeah. They basically well, get an interest-free loan from I you. I mean, it's... It's, it's the way it, the government wants to make it feel like they're doing you a favor by holding on to your here, money. Here's you your change back. Yeah, here's your change back, dude. <laughs> oh, Thanks, actually, but I didn't want to pay in the first place, dude. <laughs> right. We accidentally overcharged you for stuff you didn't want, didn't need, <laughs> nor did you ask for, and you didn't didn't get your consent for, so... Yeah, just don't pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> So at any rate, uh, it appears there's a, a potential trucker protest, uh, at least against New York City, if not possibly nationwide, starting Monday, which is President's Day. We yeah. sort of put two and two together and went, oh, Trump, former president, yeah. trying to be president. Very clever. Maybe, yeah, like so, okay. I mean, it makes sense, right? But like, this just has... Uh, uh, political knee-jerk yeah, written yeah. all over it, in my opinion. It does, and I don't think it's going to be very effective at all. We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, we will. Uh, I, you know, I'm all for protesting effectively. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think protesting effectively is a good way to do it. But, you know, I don't, I don't think a trucker protest like this one, I think it's going to be small chunk change in a nothing burger. But, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll be surprised if it is. There's more to this article. I want to get to it, but uh, let's go to, I believe this is Skeeter calling from California. You're on Free Talk Live. California. It's your bully. We have a loose capitalist. I just wanted to, uh, been getting to like a lot of debates with you guys about war. I wanted to challenge uh, the idea, this false idea that's put forward by demagogues that war is the health of the state. It's actually quite the opposite. How so? It is the death and demise of the state. And uh, you commit the broken window fallacy when you, when you, when you say this, right? I, I know Riley and Bonnie, you guys keep referring to special interest groups like the military-industrial complex. You don't look at the, the window glazier which is like the the military industrial complex, right? You look at the overall profitability of the project, which winds up being a broken window, which is in the form of an increase in the unpayable debt. And well, yeah, that's why. No, you're exactly and, right. Uh, war does end up with a huge increase in debt that will never be paid. So, yeah. uh, like, there might be profit to, like, the ammunition supplier, the people who build the tanks and yeah. the bombs, that kind of thing. There might be short-term profit there in the form of a paycheck or, like, you know, yeah. stocks or whatever. You're right. You should pay. 
captain, captain actually understands the broken window fallacy. That's where the fallacy comes from. When you concentrate on spe- special parts of a group and you fallaciously think there's a profit just because you look at one group. But overall, it's unprofitable, especially when you take into account opportunity costs. So you are focusing on the military-industrial complex. You you disregard where those that money could have better be spent. And you forget the debt incurred by the government, which is the broken window. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a broken window, Fauci. And this is why war is the best tool to get rid of democracy. And this is why uh-huh. I hate and cap so much because you guys advocate to repeal wars like got, and drug wars you've got hate in your heart drug wars are very <laughs> unprofitable let me let me let me just bring up some statistics about how unprofitable the drug war is because well, we already know that we we, we, we cover that we need your stats yeah we, we pre-cover that here we're, we're that. actually in agreement that the, the david hathaway's argument you guys accepted, you guys kept making fun of me that David Hathaway was right when he said... Well, first of all, I, Nora Kahuna, uh, did any of that. I don't know about Riley, oh, but, yeah. you know, yeah. you call in to talk to different hosts. We have different hosts every time we have a show. So yeah, here you are that. collectivizing us. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the general uh, strategy of ANCAPs, repeal the drug war. Well, we're not all ANCAPs here either. You guys are anti-war. Right? We I am definitely anti-war. I am, at least. You are advocating for the very policies that destroy government. Yes. Good. And that's what... Well, we want the government to destroy Abolish it. The institute known as government needs to go away. You're, you're, I'm sorry, did I say that wrong? You're advocating against the policies that that accomplishes this goal. It is it is not through repeal that governments go away. It is through fiscal collapse. You can see that it destroyed. It no, governments don't go away when they collapse. Yeah, they no. just get replaced. Right, they just get replaced, right? We're no, talking no, about ending the cycle. It's, it's like ending the cycle of child abuse, no, right? Exactly. You don't you don't you don't fight child abuse by abusing more children. No, you you, you don't get rid of war by, by having the hell more out war. Of the situation. Captain, it's an evolutionary process. It's a learning process. So there's going to be iterations toward the true market, not a free one. Because the free one won't implement uh, non-aggression, I think. And I, I don't want to get into that now. But well, good. you don't understand. It. You, have, you have to let things fail, just like in Argentina, right? Well, yeah, you do have to let things fail. But government won't allow that. Yeah. Take a look at the banks. And thanks for the Absolutely. call, Skeeter. I mean, the yeah. banks like, never fail. Too big to fail. Yeah, no, they should have been allowed to fail. Let and then, and then everything the market... fail without subsidies. The, I mean, the, the, the institute, the parasite class, is nothing more than a violent gang of thugs that's out to control you, shoot you, and break your or, 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 or throw you in a box. You gotta get care. rid of the war machine by by more war. Come on, dude! You can't get <laughs> oh, rid of the war oh. machine through violence. They the, love their the, the violence. special interests will always be protected. And and that has happened time and time again when there's been shocks to the system. If, whether you go back to the Chrysler days, yep. they were bailed out. Yep. You had the more recent stuff with the crypto. Yep. Um, you had the, the, the financial crisis of 08, 09. Right, right. We get it, man. Like, you're preaching the choir to some degree, but I think you have your theory wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is interesting that he and I agreed on something. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's I, I don't know if I've ever heard you say that Skeeter. Uh, to Skeeter. He, he was correct. You know, I, I agree. I, you know, uh, I, that's, that was pretty surprising to me. Uh, he was correct. There he, is, he was absolutely correct. People assume a profit because, uh, and like, I don't even know what the number is. I looked it up once, but there's something like, 
either directly or indirectly, more than 50% of businesses are dependent upon the U.S. government in the United States. I thought it would be higher than that. I think it is, but like this was just sort of like a, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, at our most conservative yeah, estimate. Yeah, it's, is, not, it's not 2%. Right. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's orders yeah. of magnitude above that. And so, like, there are businesses that exist whose, they only have one customer, and it's government. Mm-hmm. And they yet they declare that yes we're a profitable business and they'll get listed uh, you know as uh, you know issue stocks and get listed on the exchanges all that kind of stuff they only have one customer it's government yep and so you know, look at how profitable we are well no all you're doing is taking money from an entity who stole it from somebody else who's never going to pay it back and it is an increase to the national debt he was mm-hmm. absolutely correct about that yep anyway I want to circle back to this trucker article because there's more here. Uh, to recap, uh, it appears there's a trucker protest. They're targeting, apparently, New York City specifically, but it may be more widespread than that. Uh, some American truckers appear to be adopting strategies similar to those used by European farmers in their fight against progressive elites aiming to shut down their farms. Truck drivers transport between 70 and 73% of all freight in the United States. That's pretty high. Although, like, what other method is there, right? You know, train, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rail is absolutely Boats. inefficient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, therefore, when truckers begin discussing plans on social media to boycott loads to progressive hellhole in New York City, it's important to pay attention. Another Twitter user, Chicago One Ray, who appears to be a Midwest truck driver, shared a video late Friday night detailing the number of truck drivers who will begin denying loads to New York City on Monday. I don't know how far across the country this is or how many truckers are going to start denying loads to New York City, but I'll tell you, you FCC around and find out. And I, of course, substituted FCC for a bad word. Yep. Uh, he continued, we're tired of mother FCCing leftists FCCing with our Trump, okay? These <laughs> FCCers start to get tired of this S. Our bosses aren't going to care if we deny loads. We'll go somewhere oh, else. Oh, oh, they'll care. I mean, let's face it. Uh, bosses are running businesses. They need to uh, bring revenue in, presumably go a profit. So they care. I mean, they're, they're not just going to sit there and say, yeah, man, do whatever you want. Well, he goes on to say, you know how hard it is to get in and out of New York City? <laughs> And, like, for a semi-truck, like, I I had the, mm, I don't want to say privilege, I had the adventure <laughs> of, of driving to, to New York City for the uh, the Talkers magazine convention yep. uh, where they presented Ian Freeman, the founder of the show, with the prestigious Freedom of Speech Award mm. won by uh, other radio like Rush people. Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. You know, people uh, like Howard, Howard Stern. Yeah. Uh, those kinds of people have been presented this. So, of course, Ian was in jail. At the time, and so uh, Mark was attending. Uh, he needed somebody to go. He's like, "Hey, yeah. can you meet me in New York?" I'm like, "Sure." Yeah. So, I, so I drove down, mm-hmm. and whew, what an adventure! <laughs> wow. Like, fortunately, I have experience driving in big cities, and so yeah. you know, I, I have my wits about me, and I have some technique uh, when it when it comes to driving in big cities. But man, I never want to go there again driving. No. If yeah, I it's... ever go again, I'm going to fly in and I'm going to Uber wherever I go. Yeah, that's probably yeah, a smarter thing to do. I mean, I visited New York yeah. once in 2018, and that's what I but, did. But you know, some of the some of the I, I kind of play this out. So logistics, right? So what things are they going to boycott? All shipments, and you know, to down to the point of boycotting, say, delivery of fuel, which 
they need to get back to wherever they came from, right? Eventually. So, um, so are they just going to focus on cities? Is it going to be liberal states too, like say New Jersey? What I haven't Tennessee? heard, I don't know. I mean, there's, the logistics here seem kind of complicated. And what I haven't yeah. heard here is like usually with these kinds of things, there's an end goal, end goal right? Yeah. Like, hey, we're doing this protest until yeah. you know uh, our brother is released from prison, or until. Whatever that right, is, yeah. right? They, there's right. some yeah. angle, something right. they want. Yeah. This just seems like a an angry act, reaction toward the way their their favorite, you know, political hero has been treated. Yeah. And you know, like you said, Kahuna, there doesn't seem to be <laughs> end goal in mind. And what the heck? It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, I mean, are they gonna? Do they think <laughs> that? Okay, so they let's 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 play this out perfectly. Um, they start to shut down all, all the things that you already named. And what is the judge going to have second thoughts and say, you know what, I, man, I should not have slapped that $355 million those fine. Truckers, those truckers really showed me yeah, they, that man, I was I, in the I, wrong. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reverse that. and uh, It's not going to happen. It, that's folks. not going to happen. The judges are so corrupt. They don't care. And, you know, the reality is this is going to do absolutely nothing but upset people if it has mm-hmm. any teeth. And I don't think this is going to have but like captain said we're gonna find out so this guy posted a video to uh is it a tiktok video that was reposted on x looks like i'm not gonna play it because we're a radio show not a video show Mm. Uh, but it says by saturday morning the video had amassed nearly three million views and this comes after a new york judge uh, handed former president trump a penalty of 355 million dollars plus interest in his civil fraud case uh, here's what other Twitter users are saying about the potential trucker boycott. If truckers start denying loads to certain regime-controlled cities, it's going to get spicy. Uh, boycott New York! Exclamation mark from another one. Uh, God bless our truckers. The people need to show their power mm-hmm. enough. Bud Light for New York it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it's, yeah, it's... yeah. It's 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 a lot. Of, I think it's it's a lot of uh, hot air. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I, I I can't see this succeeding. I mean, like we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah see. like like most of these things, yeah. and you know, uh, the proof is in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding, or we're, in this case, the the delivery. <laughs> <laughs> it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> maybe DiGiorno starts picking up truckloads. Maybe be, they, yeah. maybe so. Maybe they should. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to opine on this one? No. All right. Let's move on. Uh, we should probably move on to our number two story. Fantastic. Our number two story. Yay. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's taken us uh, one point, mm, almost 1.7, 1.8 segments to get to it. Okay. Uh, this from the New York Post. Now, um, uh, before I read the headline, uh, like... For what it's worth, what these people are doing, I'm all for. Yes. It's, uh, and I've talked about something similar to what we're about to talk about previously. And I'll tie that in, if I remember, <laughs> as we go through the article. Uh, the headline reads, weird but true. We use our recycled poop to cook food in our tiny off-grid shed. Yummy. That's a good way to use your, your poop is to cook food. I mean, it's... Like you've said, Captain, it's a good resource to make eats. You've got to have a can-do attitude. 
<laughs> the do is italicized in the article. D O O. When choosing to live off grid, heating up a meal in the microwave or oven isn't always feasible for nonconformists who prefer surviving on nature's bounty to spending thousands on traditional appliances in an inflated economy. Yeah, the inflated economy is what's driving people to live less conformist-like. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, there there are certain libertarians who, like, you know, they're like, hey, this is the way we, we decentralize all of the things. We de- decentralize yeah. produce. We decentralize mm-hmm. our meat production, right? So so now we've got food, right? Because those are the, the main things, right? You got some land. Yep. You got some food. Okay, everything else is kind of negotiable, right? You got something to trade with, right? You find partners to trade mm-hmm. and, like, you know. Human beings got by doing that for hundreds of thousands of years. Uh, So at any rate, these uh, solitary sweeties are letting all their food go to waste. Uh, Pun intended. (laughs) We turn our poops into cooking gas, boasted cabin shed dweller John, digitally referred to as Beloved Cabin by TikTok viewership of more than 157,000. Wow. Uh, I... Just because uh, I have one, this guy has a pretty impressive beard as well. (laughs) What's for dinner? It smells great. (laughs) Uh, The title of his TikTok video, apparently, Mr. Grumpy's Thoughts on Turning Poop into Cooking Gas. Uh, So, per his many commode confessionals... These guys are hilarious. The doo-doo DIYer, alongside with his wife, Finn sanitarily harvests their excrement via a cost and eco-friendly apparatus known as the home biogas digester. Hmm. This is a product, uh, and I'll I'll try to describe it to you when we get further into the article. Mm -hmm. Um, Biogas is a renewable energy or gas source made from organic matter. When the pair flushes a specialized toilet... (laughs) Inside of their 500-square-foot abode in rural Georgia, where they've lived for 12 years. 500 square feet, man. That's not very big. Well, it doesn't that's, sound very big. That's, yeah. their, that's their cottage, but their property's bigger. How than big okay, is okay. 500 square feet? Um, I mean, that's like 20 by 25, right? Yeah, probably half the size of your apartment, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the pair flushes, uh, the scat automatically flows into this biogas device transforming the dirty piles into clean energy. And Kahuna, because you brought it up, no, our burgers don't taste like poo, <laughs> insisted John in a separate sure, clip. Sure, they don't. And no, our kitchen doesn't smell like a sewer either. <laughs> That's good to know. I'm glad I don't have to worry about smelling sewer if I go dine with them. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he claims that the poop-sucking gadget masks the stench of their number twos. Uh, so, uh, before I f- get into the rest of this article, uh, the thing that I've mentioned before is uh, people using their compost pile uh, in their garden. You just put a, a copper coil at the bottom of your compost pile. Uh, you know, make a coil around, I don't know, however many times you feel comfortable with. And then you, you cover it with the compost. Compost naturally produces heat. So, if you have a tube on either end of this copper coil, uh, and uh, you can get like a little uh, aquarium pump with like a solar panel. And it'll just move water. It can move water through a radiant flooring system. Okay. And so now you've got free heat in your home. You're heating the floors yeah. with the water heated by the compost in the copper tube. And you just have a little uh, little pump, 
little solar pump with a battery that you got to change once every, I don't know, five, ten years. Uh, and you basically can heat an entire floor or possibly even an entire house uh, with your compost, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Right? So this, like, I think right. this kind of idea is where this guy's coming from. Yeah. I just don't believe them as far as, like, the smell. It's like, um, you know, if, if, if you've ever had a septic tank, right? So they got to come out every year or two and pump that out. Yep. You know, it's a smelly job, but somebody's got to do it. Yep. I, I was, uh, I'm amazed at those guys. I mean, they they stand there. They got that big hose. They they got the, the caps open. And I, I said, man, how do you do that? He's like, well, you know, you kind of just don't notice it after a while. Wow. So I... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So I, you're finding uh, it icky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John adds that the uh, machinery or the the product, this biogas uh, generator, uh, comes with a price tag of under fifteen hundred bucks, a fraction of the cost of indoor plumbing, which would have set the woodsy couple back a whopping eighteen thousand dollars for installation. Mm. Wow, that's crazy. And the uh, the chef uh, that we're referring to, John, insists his feces fuel is much better for the environment. We save natural resources by creating the methane biogas that we use for cooking, began John. This uses less water, and we're able to create a nutrient-rich fertilizer in addition. When he and Finn aren't busy profiting off of their droppings, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the homesteaders' honeys are raking in the dough by renting out their humble home on Airbnb to vacationers seeking unique holiday experiences. Hmm. So they have a, uh, I guess it's just a graphic, and they show that the waste from the toilet goes into this apparatus. This apparatus is very balloon-like. It's uh, you know made of some sort of high, what looks like vinyl, mm-hmm. some sort of high-strength vinyl. It goes into this apparatus, and it looks like it might, uh, it has two sections, so it separates the solids from the gases and it collects the gases in the top section which is then siphoned off and sent into either like a gas tank or off to like a gas powered uh you know stovetop burner is what they have here and then the fluid uh goes out to the garden because that's what they that's the fertilizer that they mentioned earlier so it's divided into two different things it separates the gas Uh, in the form of, well, gas, and then it separates the solids. Uh, It looks like water is added to it to keep the solids, Mm -hmm. well, not solid, uh, before it goes to be used in their garden as fertilizer. So I I can guess that the the methane gas they're collecting, you know, once you go to burn it in, like, you know, a propane grill or a a stovetop burner, something like that, uh, it's not going to smell because it's burning. Okay. Right? Like... In natural gas, right, LP gas, uh, for, like, your regular grill, they actually put an additive in it to make it smell. Yeah, because that way you know if there's a leak. Right. So the gas itself, when it's collected and stored, mm-hmm. doesn't have a scent. I don't know if that's true with methane or not, but, well, I mean, according to this guy, it's true. <laughs> uh, they show a picture of it, and you can see it's very tent-like apparatus. It looks like it's got a big funnel yep. on one end. And it's got like a double section tent, uh, and it's sitting in their garden. They look to be gardening away and having a having a great old time. <laughs> uh, it says uh, the home biogas structure allows users to turn organic waste into clean, renewable cooking gas and rich fertilizer for your backyard. Per its website, now if I'm a prepper, I'm going to have something like this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think it'd be really handy to have something that can reutilize your waste. 
yeah. and make fuel out of it. Yeah. Uh, what would you do? 603-283-6160. Would you like to delve into this apparatus that turns your waste into both fertilizer and cooking fuel? Do you think it's stinky? Have you used one of these? Give us a call. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Hour 2 is next. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. 